Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 14th, 2022. February 14th is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. Celebrate the love that you have one for another. I love my wife. She loves me. You should celebrate one another. Marriage is a blessing. And so we got to show the world that they're the ones that's missing out. If they're not, if they're not walking uh, in holy matrimony, if they're not committed to the father and committed to their spouse. And so a marriage is a, is a covenant relationship between one man, <laughs> one woman and God, right? And so that's it. And so we're bound to each other with God and God is bound to us and, and we celebrate one another. So happy Valentine's Day. I speak life and blessings over you. Let's get into the word for this morning. I've been teaching a series entitled Intentional Progress. And I'll be teaching that all year long. This is a theme for this year that we will seek progress. We believe that God established progress, some progress that he wants us to have, and we're going to be intentional about the pursuit of it. And then I've been teaching life lessons from the life of Jesus. So I want you to open up your heart to receive what I'm going to talk about today because I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. Greater is coming for you. All right, get excited about it. Okay, so we've been learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. I trust that you've been uh, enjoying the series. This is part 26 of the series. And in it, we've been studying the prayer that Jesus prayed in John chapter 17. And we're going to continue again this morning. Remember, this is part of Okay, this is part of the, the six things that I said I would cover. Uh, we're still in number one, praying and discerning, planning and preparing, going through all of these phases. And uh, it's going to take me months to get through all of this, but that's okay because I'm not in a hurry. Right now we're in John chapter 17, and so we'll continue to flow. In John chapter 17, we've covered the first 16 verses already. And now um, for this morning, we're going to look at verses 17 through 19. So remember, this is the prayer that Jesus prayed. I call it the Lord's Prayer because it's the prayer that the Lord prayed for us. And as he was praying, he said some things in verses, this is John 17, verses 17 through 19, that we have to look at uh, today that I believe will be a blessing to you. This is what Jesus said, make them holy. He's talking about us and he's talking to the Father about his disciples and all of those who would come. That includes you, that includes me. He's talking about us and he's praying. He says, Father, make them holy, make them consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. In the same way you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. So I am consecrating myself for their sakes and they will be consecrated with the truth, truth consecrated into their mission. So Jesus consecrated us for a particular mission and he did it. And so let's talk about Jesus this morning. Let's talk about the word. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, this is where I really want you to lock in and focus and pay attention and open your heart. The first one is the word of God is consecrating truth. So let's talk about it. Jesus said in his prayer, make them holy with the truth for your word is consecrating truth. Now, we don't use the word 
consecrate or consecrating much today. Um, so sometimes you hear that and you don't really know what that means, right? So I like to use the Noah Webster Dictionary of the American English Language from 1828. When you go back to that, that dictionary from 1828, you kind of, you know, it's a little bit closer to what the Bible means, right? As a matter of fact, that dictionary quotes the Bible uh, all through it. And so as I was looking at it today, let me give you some definitions. The first one is consecrate. So the word consecrate means to make or declare to be sacred by certain ceremonies or rites, to appropriate to sacred uses, to set apart, to dedicate, to devote to the service and the worship of God, to consecrate. Like in Exodus chapter 29, the, the dictionary actually quotes Exodus chapter 29, where Aaron and his sons were consecrated and everything that they touched was consecrated for the work of the Lord. We also consecrate the communion elements, right? The, the Eucharist. And so we take the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, we take the bread and the wine and we dedicate it and we consecrate it for this particular use. And so the word consecrate means sacred, is, is dedicated, is devoted, is set apart for the work of the Lord. So consecrating is to make something sacred or to dedicate it or to set it apart, right? So what was Jesus talking about? Jesus was talking to people who are accustomed to a bunch of rites and rituals and routines, and they were under the law. I mean, he was talking to people who were accustomed to the law, and under the law, they were set apart or consecrated by some sort of ceremony. So under the law, then, you know, the, the priest, before they went into the, the temple, they had to go wash their hands. They had to go through certain ceremonies. There was things that they did with the washing or there was things that they did with oil or there was things that they did where they dedicated a, a, a instrument or a person or a temple or whatever. But it was through some type of rite or ritual or routine or ceremony. That's how they were made consecrated. But Jesus was talking to them and Jesus was saying, listen, I'm consecrating you, but not through some type of ceremony, I'm consecrating you. I'm setting you apart with the word. First of all, I'm setting you apart with myself, but I'm also using the word of God to, to set you apart. So what does that mean to us today? Not only did God make plans for you from the foundations of the world, right? Not only did he dedicate you and set you apart, uh, but he then gave you his word. So let me explain the word, the word thing. So God set you, if you look at Jeremiah chapter one and five, the word of God teaches us that God set us apart. He appointed us for our particular purpose before our mother met our father. He did this from the foundations of the world. The problem is that when you and I were born, we were born ignorant of those plans. We were born without an understanding of what we were called to do. We were born not knowing that God had already stored up for us everything that we would ever need to accomplish our divine assignment. So we were destined for such a time as this, but we were born ignorant of our destiny. And so we're born into this world and we, we're, we're destined and God stored things up, but we just don't know it. And then we get born again. You're, you learn about Jesus and you get born again. And once you're born again, now the Holy Spirit begins to teach you through the word of God. The Holy Spirit begins to teach you through the word of God, what God has called you to be. And so you get to learn why, because the word of God contains the character, the attributes and the nature of God. So I told you before that the more you weren't the more you learn the word of God, the better you get to know 
the God of the word. So you're reading the word of God. You get to know God on a greater level. And as you're learning about God, his word, his will, his ways, how God functions, how he operates, how he wants us to respond to people, how he wants us to treat people, how he wants us to look at him, how he wants us to look at ourselves, how he wants us to be a blessing one to another. So we're learning about God through the word. And so we get into the word and the word teaches us that we have been made holy. And so as I'm looking at the word of God, the word of God is teaching me about a holy God. But in the Old Testament, it was like, oh, God is holy. I will never be holy. No, in the New Testament, it's saying God is holy and God has made me holy. And so now I'm learning that I have been made or declared righteous through the blood of Jesus. I have been made or declared righteous because of Jesus. And now I am holy because he is holy and I am in him. And I've been consecrated. The word is teaching me that, that yes, uh, I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn, but I was set apart from the foundations of the world. I was dedicated. I was consecrated. And the word of God is teaching me about my set apart status. So the more word of God you get down in your heart, the more you are going to think and act and walk like God, the more you will realize that you are, you have been prepared from the foundations of the world for the master's use. So when you get into the word of God, the word of God will teach you that you are special, that you are a royal priesthood, that you are a holy nation, that you are a set apart people, that you are unique, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so now because I'm getting the word of God down in my heart, I don't have low self-esteem because I'm getting the word of God down in my heart. I, I see myself the way God sees me because I get the word of God down in my heart. I learn to believe what God believes about me. And so it's a blessing that I don't have to have a rite or a ritual to make me clean. I don't need to go to somebody to pronounce anything over me. I don't need to, to go to, to oil or water or anything else, I have been made clean by the blood of Jesus and I'm being washed through the washing of the water of the word. And the word of God is washing over me. And the word of God is teaching me that I am a king's kid. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am a dedicated people. And I'm set apart for such a time as this. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. All right. Number two. Now, now that you know that you're set apart and you are unique and you're supposed to be different from, from the world and different from everybody else, now, number two, you are here on a divine assignment. In his prayer, as Jesus was praying for us, he said, listen, in the same way that you gave me a mission, Father, in the world, I give them a mission in the world. Another translation says, just as you sent me into the world, guess what? I'm now sending them into the world. So Jesus was sent into the world. Guess what? He's sending us into the world. So look at me. You are not a mistake. You are here for such a time as this. You, you are you are a king's kid, that you are set apart. You are God's favorite. You are God's child. And the father is sending you into the world. Jesus is sending you into the world, just like he was sent into the world. And so there, there are some kingdom plans and purposes that God has for you, that God wants to manifest in, with, and through your life. And so what you do is you got to believe what God believes about you. You are on a mission. You are on an assignment. You are not a mistake. God made plans for you. God wants to use you. You're not on this planet to do your own thing. You're not on this planet to do whatever you want. You're not on this planet to, to live by selfish desires. You are not, Now, if you choose to be self-centered, stiff-necked, self-absorbed, and live a self-pleasing life, then, then God is going to stand by and watch you do it. God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit, but you will run the risk of missing out 
on your purpose. You will run the, the risk of, of wasting the one life that you have. Listen, you, what you want to do is not waste the grace. I, I do not want to waste the opportunity that God gave me to breathe on this planet. God gave me one assignment. God gave me one life. And so I'm going to find it, follow it, and finish it. I'm going to, every day I, I get up knowing that my calling is calling me. I don't need anybody to pump me or prime me. I know that my, I am on assignment. I'm on a mission. And I get up and every morning it's Charlie Mike, continue mission. And so I keep driving home the importance of the fact that we have to be here for God's purpose and we have to die to self. Because if you want to be self-centered, if you want to be selfish, if you want to live your life on your own terms, then God will not stop you. But you are running the risk of missing out on God's best. You are running the risk of getting to heaven if you're born again, only to realize that you wasted the one life that God gave you. What I want to do is I want to get to heaven and I want to hear, well done. Oh, glory to God. Why? Because I've done well. I want to get there knowing that I didn't. Wouldn't it be a shame for you to, to spend all your life pursuing something that you were not supposed to pursue? Wouldn't it be a shame for you to gain the whole world that you think, but then lose your, your soul or your destiny? Wouldn't it be a shame? No. And what you want to do is you got to realize that you are on assignment from God, that God sent you to this planet for such a time as this. Jesus said, you sent me into the world, Father. Now I'm sending them out into the world. Jesus is sending you. You are special. You are anointed. You are called. You are appointed for such a time as this. Nobody else has your assignment. Nobody else has your voice print. Nobody else has your thumbprint and nobody else has your anointing. God has graced you for such a time as this. You are unique. Embrace the uniqueness of your calling. You don't have to try to be anybody else. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. So head into this day knowing that you are going to change the world, not because you're good, but because God is good, not because of your, your power, your ability, your strength, but because the grace of God is on you. Do not waste the grace. Do not. That would be a misappropriation of God's grace. When you take something in the government and you, and you use it uh, for what it wasn't intended to be used for, it is a misappropriation of government funds or government property. Listen, do, please, please don't let this be a misappropriation of God's grace. God has called you for such a time as this. Embrace the grace. Run with it. This is your season. This is your time. Greater is coming for you. I'm pumping you up this Monday morning. All right, last one, number three. This last point is super important. Number three, Jesus paid it all. He paid it all for you. Jesus paid a great price for you. In his prayer, Jesus is praying for us. In his prayer, he says, Father, I'm consecrating them uh, for their sakes so that they will be truth consecrated in their mission. Another translation says, I am fully qualifying them for the Lord's service. Jesus was saying, I am fully qualifying them for the Lord's service. Jesus paid it all for you. Listen, I am qualified. Say, I'm qualified. You are qualified, not because of what you do. You are qualified, not because of what you failed to do. You are qualified because of Jesus. Jesus qualified you for the Lord's service. Jesus paid the price on Calvary's cross. He paid it for you. He died on the cross for you. He took your place. He took my place. Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe for a price that you could not pay. Jesus took your place on the cross and now you're qualified. Come on now. Now, I don't know about you, but that's good news. That's the gospel. He paid a penalty and he did it willingly so that you and I could be delivered 
from the power of sin and death. Now, death has no power over you. Jesus took the sting out of death. He robbed the grave of his victory and sin has no power over you. You're not free to sin. You're free from sin. So Jesus made you free. He qualified you. He qualified you for the Lord's service. He did this with his own blood. He did this so that you could operate in the earth, healed, healthy, blessed, prosperous in every area of your lives. So please, you are a child of the most high. God, please don't waste the grace. Don't neglect it. Don't devalue it. Don't disrespect what Jesus did for you. The more you understand the price that Jesus paid for you, the more you should want to live a life that is holy and pleasing in his sight. The more you should want to just, you know what? i got to tell everybody. i got to live in such a way. My life has to honor his death. Come on now. My life has to honor his death. He paid a price for me. He died for me. He took my place. My life should honor his death. And so I pursue my purpose with bulldog tenacity. I pursue my purpose knowing that my calling is calling me. Why? Because Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson stain, but he washed me white as snow. So Jesus took your place on the cross so that you could take his place in the world. I'm preaching the gospel this morning. I know that, yeah, people don't like to talk about the cross and Calvary and all that. No, I need to preach the gospel. Jesus paid it all. He took your place on the cross so you could take his place in the world as Jesus is, so are you in this world. Get ready for this this Monday morning. Get ready for this week. Uh, I'm telling you, this uh, the declaration of faith I'm about to lead you into, I'm gonna take my time so you can say this. And I, But I'm telling you, I need you to preach to yourself. I need you to say this and declare this out loud over, don't do this in your mind, out loud, speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for making plans for me from the foundations of the world. I am not a mistake. You thought about me before my mother met my father. You sanctified me before I was formed in my mother's womb. You assigned me to a particular purpose before the world began. You knew I would be born under the dominion of Satan, ensnared by the power of sin, and stifled by the fear of death. With this in mind, you sent your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus paid my penalty. Jesus paid a price I couldn't pay for a debt he didn't even owe. Jesus gave his life for me. I heard the gospel. I responded to it. I made Jesus my Lord. I was translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of your dear son. Sin and death have no power over me. I am covered by the blood of Jesus. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I am called according to your purpose. You sent Jesus into the world. He sends me now into the world. I am not here to perform my own will. I am here to perform the will of the one who sent me. Jesus paid too great of a price for me to live like it doesn't mean anything. I accept the gift of righteousness. 
I accept the abundance of grace. I pursue my purpose with bulldog tenacity. I will change the world. But it won't be me doing it. It will be you, Father. It's not because I'm perfect. It's because I'm forgiven. This is why I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You get my notes for free. So you get, you know, just todaysword.org, subscribe, put in your email address. You'll get my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I know I had some technical difficulties getting this word out, but this is a very important word. I had to get it out. And so, so yeah, I know Satan didn't like that because I was lifting up the name of Jesus. Never be ashamed of Jesus. Never Listen, he, he paid too much for you. He did something that, that you could never do. He died in your place. So we have to, our life should be lived in honor of his death. Jesus paid it all for you. Do me a favor, two things. If this message was a blessing, leave me some comments in the chat. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.